Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode. Today we're going to be talking about Volume 3 of Guardians of the Galaxy. And as always, I have here with me Red Rocket Raul. <laughs> and, and Ramon the Destroyer of Toilets. <laughs> I'll take it. And as always, I'm your host. Uh, Lord Carlos the <laughs> Fifth. Uh, hey, Carlos Quinto, I get it, I get it. Yeah, yeah, there you go. But uh, guys, I'm super excited to talk about this movie. If you can't tell already, um, you know I can't wait because there's definitely a lot to talk about this. Don't ask us why there was a delay in having this conversation, but I'm happy that we're here. I'm hoping that a lot of people tell actually... me why. I will not. You'll be telling us why. <laughs> Rose, start the conversation off. Why? What did you think Stop about there. this movie? <laughs> Um, there was too many animals in it, and <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, I knew it. <laughs> um, considering how the MCU has been, it's probably like one of the best MCU movies in all of phase, whatever phase they're in. Because, like, I don't, I, I just, I'm a big fan of James <laughs> Gunn, and like all the setup that he did in the other two movies, or, or, or like even like an Endgame and, and, and stuff like that, like, especially with Rocket, like, it's set up small, small enough that it doesn't affect those stories like in a bad way, because it, it, it's all with like small dialogues, and small little things that that super pays off in this movie. And it's it just, I love the concept of it, and and I love Rocket anyway. Yeah. Um. So so th- th- this one's definitely the, the most emotional of the of the Guardians movies. Absolutely. No, no, that's that's a that's a good way. I, I definitely see some of the things that you are already bringing up into the conversation. But you know, if I had to say, I would say keep an eye on that James Gunn director because I feel like he's gonna go big, man. I definitely see like that guy has a career ahead of him. But uh, Ramon, tell us, uh, tell us what you thought about this movie. Well, I loved it. I preface this with that. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy, at least talking movies, right? Because like, we can't even deep dive into comics because there's just so many reiterations, uh, reiterations of the Guardians of the Galaxy. But as far as the movies, it is the one set of movies that I always recommend to people, right? Especially mm-hmm. whenever I'm talking about the podcast or just casually talking about movies and TV, which obviously we do a whole lot. Um, and people are like, oh, I don't like like comic book movies or I don't like action hero movies. I'm like, all right. Watch Guardians because Guardians is like nothing else that you've seen. It's not like Iron Man. It's not like Thor. Well, maybe Thor is a little bit like it at one point, like with Ragnarok. But other than that, there's like, you know, nothing like it. It's a group of misfits that come together and they're funny and they're dumb and all that crazy stuff. Anyways, needless to say, this uh, volume three was just like perfect in a sense of like, it's not even about like Guardians to save the galaxy they're all just trying to save rocket who is my favorite guardian right and then by the end by saving rocket they save the universe or the galaxy yeah. again so it was a pretty good movie and like raul said it was definitely the most emotional by like till this day um and and i kind of glad for being the last movie of the guardians that it was as good as it was because i feel like it's a good way of just kind of ending it and just you know at least with this group perfect yeah, Ramon, I know save you're like the save the world. <laughs> I, I know you're like the one that doesn't really read the articles or like some of these stories, Ramon, but it's actually funny that James Gunn has said that, you know, if you look at back, it has always been 
Rocket's story, and Rocket is actually his favorite character. So it's like one of those things that if you do a watch from like the first one or the second one to this one, it's like you can definitely still see that Rocket was kind of like his story, especially the second one. I think in the second one, it really goes a lot into details about his depression. Oh, yeah. He can't trust anybody. Um, I actually like the second one a lot. I think it's very underrated compared to this trilogy, but this one definitely kind of like blew me away having to like do my rewatch um you know if i could take you back a little bit back to like 2012 when the first guardians of the galaxy got announced dude i remember the thing that got me the most excited was the fact that they were putting like chris pratt in this and then the reason why <laughs> is because i was a big parks and recreation guy so that <laughs> I idea, like, and i just loved andy so the idea of andy <laughs> you know coming in working out and all of a sudden being in guardians of the galaxy like i was all for it you know, I didn't know that 15 years or 10 years later, like the whole discord around Chris Pratt would go so negative. <laughs> Hate him or love him. You know, I think he does a great Star-Lord. And, you know, I definitely think he did like, just a great job with this movie. I think it's the best I've seen him in these past couple of years. And it just tells you that he owns the fact that he's Star-Lord. And I like that a lot about him. And if you realize, he never wears a damn mask in this whole movie. And I only want to say that now because I don't want to forget. Yeah. He never wears a mask <laughs> during this whole movie. <laughs> Yo, and, and it's funny because, again, we were recording this way later after this movie came out. So we had plenty of time. And, again, just because we weren't recording right away, I did deep dive into, like, you know, all the, the freaking, what's it called, Easter eggs and a bunch of random articles. And that's probably one of the top and ones reviews, that comes up. Yeah, yeah that, that's one of the top <laughs> ones that comes up where people are just like, why couldn't he put the freaking helmet on, especially in that last scene of his, uh, which we'll talk about later. But, you know, I think even James Gunn said that, you know, as simple as he left it on the drawer back at the freaking, you know, the one place so it's just i don't know it's a silly though but this movie just has so many like good things to it man and and it's like back to raul before we deep dive into the movie more like i feel like when you were saying about in general like holding its own especially through the whole series of like the freaking like the Thanos fight and all this like all, all, all the collection of the mcu movies i think the Guardians of the Galaxy story within some of those are still some of the funnier like the most heartwarming like parts of that whole Thing. so i don't know man i'm just gonna keep crying every time that i think about the end of this because <laughs> yeah is your um, voice getting deeper i don't know what you're talking about i don't know what you're talking about <laughs> uh no you know um you know for me hopefully anybody listened to the, to this recording has seen the movie i think the biggest shock was that nobody passed away during this movie because i think people were already kind of expecting that and when i was yeah. doing my second rewatch with my wife she kept saying, like, oh, my God, is Drex going to die here? Oh, my God, is Star-Lord going to die? Oh, my God, is Rocket? So she just kept saying, like, are people going to die? Oh, my God, is Nebula, <laughs> yeah. Funny enough, nobody <laughs> dies in this movie. But I think that was because Disney probably didn't let James Gunn kill any of the mobs just because of the fact that, you know, if people don't know it, James Gunn's moving on to DC. So, obviously, they wanted to keep these characters in play in case they have a big storyline later on. And, you know, I would say that was probably a smart decision, man, because I love all these people. <laughs> Yo, not even the High Evolutionary died. So it's like that fucking simple like what the hell like were they thinking like again we don't kill another villain <laughs> stupid dude and, and, and honestly i i think that was a mistake with 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 not not killing off any characters at all because so so this is going to be the last iteration of the guardians kind of as it's we know now. it and, and then uh i can almost guarantee you there's not going to be another dave bautista playing drax ever again in yeah. the mcu um, and, and then there, there's probably some other characters that we're probably never, ever going to see. But, like, one day, 10 years from now in the MCU, we're just going to know 
technically Drax is out there or or Mantis no. or Nebula or whoever, even though they're never going to come back into the MCU, but they're just going to be out there you, for, you're for under, reason. You're, you're underestimating the power of green, my friend. Money money can, can make anybody talk, man. And I feel like you throw enough money down and it's impossible to say no to it. I don't know. Let's, let's put that into action, Raul. I got some money. Let's yeah. Go. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, but I don't know. Like it, it, it's 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 bound to happen because especially how the MCU is now, like it's already too big uh, for 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 them to manage it as it is. That that I think that they need to kind of recycle some some things or or get rid of some things in order to. Well, yeah. what, what I like about this and, movie was kind of like very focused on them, and I, I get what you're saying, and I, you know, I want to say this conversation positive because obviously we go down that rabbit hole <laughs> of like what they've been doing these past, especially with Secret Invasion that just happened. Like it's just you know we'll go on. <laughs> but, but I want to keep, I want to keep, I, I want to keep happy thoughts, man, because the movie okay. right off, right off the start with this whole like that creeper song, like dude awesome start, and then the way it kind of finishes off with that song, Ramon. Uh, what was it? The one beautiful. They, it, it it makes me so happy. Dog, dog days are over. Yeah. yeah, it makes me feel like I'm at a wedding. It makes me feel like I want to dance. It's just like, dude, great intro and great ending to that movie. So it's just like, keep keep me at a happy spot, please, bro. I beg you. Wait, I, 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 I like how you say, let's get off the negative and let's go to the beginning. The beginning was this super depressing, so man. Depressing, yeah. So depressing. <laughs> Wait, what do you mean? No, no. Like, because it, it, it sets the tone for the movie, and yeah. it, it, and that's the thing that James Gunn is always amazing, especially with his Guardians movies. Is that like the music in its own is almost like its own character. Like, like I, I honestly, I don't know anyone that can use music as well in their movies as James Gunn. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, yeah. Like that. That first scene was beautiful because. Already, you see Rocket being the first one. He's clearly dealing with like this whole kind of like internal struggle of like kind of unhappiness. And and then I think what I love the most, which is even sadder, is that you also have Peter over here dealing with alcoholism because <laughs> you know, and not to laugh at that and depression. <laughs> but it's like you know, it, it is. It's just yeah, with the song creep, and then just that whole idea of this is very depressing tone even though they are kind of rebuilding this new world and, and, you know, clear the guardians are taking a big step to like, be like, you know, the leaders of this place and kind of be, be that positive, like team to rule that you do have like the two main protagonists is kind of being like super down, super, like just, you know, can't even like live with themselves at some, like in one way or another. And then, yeah, and if like, it wasn't they don't for- belong here. It's like they don't belong here. <laughs> and if it wasn't, even if it wasn't for like Peter being so into his bottle, like the whole thing with when Adam Warlock showed up, that would have never really happened. Or at least they would have been able to fight him a little bit sooner. Yeah. But I mean, that, that beginning was beautiful because right away it puts you into the midst of the, the depression, the sadness, and then it goes from there to like violence and, and rocket is injured and and this is i don't know man it's like yes of course it's better than talking crap about the mcu and disney but it's still so freaking depressing and here comes my tears <laughs> and i and, and and in in the defense of gardens of the galaxy i think what what did kind of go wrong some some of the bigger issues with the movie aren't aren't guardian problems they're disney problems and mcu problems that 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 they probably had to throw into the movie but but like i don't know like i i I love the movie and i love the series and i i love rocket and most of these characters what 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 did you guys think about this guy adam warlock what did you guys think about and before you answer i want to say my two cents first (laughs) (laughs) don't ask and don't ask (laughs) no you know what all i wanted to say is that uh 
you know, watching his fight early in the beginning kind of does make me excited for James Gunn directing Superman. Because if that was his, like, hey, I can do a hell of a Superman job, like, dude, he did a great job because the way he comes in, the way he's beating up on the Guardians, that was freaking awesome. I really like that. Uh, <laughs> with him, I don't like the fact, first of all, I don't like the fact that he's not played by Zac Efron. I think it was kind of a mistake. <laughs> it was a huge mistake not to cast Zac Efron because that's who they were looking for, a Zac Efron type. And, you know, I don't mind this actor, but I really can only see Zac Efron playing him. And then just the fact that he was, like, dumb. He's a dumb... And I understand that but he's they dumb now. It, yeah. He's dumb now. The next time we see him, he's probably going to be like a normal person. And then eventually he'll become like a genius. I already can tell that's where this is going. But I feel like they just threw him because they had to throw him in there because they te- teased him at the end of the last Guardians of the movie. But what did you guys think of him? <laughs> oh, okay, our turn. No, I mean, it, it was the same thing, like, uh, too. Like, my biggest dissatisfaction with him, because, of course, I love uh, him as an actor. But he's definitely, you know, we just saw him in The Bear Season 2. That's different. But I, to me, this actor's always been, like, kind of goofy. And not because he looks goofy, like, good-looking man and everything. But it's, like, he's just a goofy personality. He always brings comedy to any character he's playing. And, yes, they explained that the high evolutionary kind of, like, pulled him out of his, like, cocoon, like, too quick. And that's why he's so immature. He's basically, like, a big-grown baby. <laughs> um, but, I mean, I think that's the, the only problem with that. Because throughout the movie, a lot of my issues are not him. But it's just that he is such a strong character in the comics. And then in this movie, he's just kind of like a kind of a silly character in the background. And even later, towards the end of the movie, when I'm kind of like, dude, he should have been the one that would should have killed the high evolutionary because he technically killed the mother. Um, mm. You know, he doesn't even do anything about it. He ends up kind of just, you know, falling and then ultimately being saved by the Guardians. But so, yeah, yeah, it kind of sucks because I wish he could have been more, especially for the character that he is. But again, they're treating him like uh, just a baby. But for now, yeah, for now, for now, for now, for now. And I'm, I'll say I love the actor. Like, and, yeah. and honestly, like I, I fell fell in love with his acting watching Dope Sick on Hulu with Michael Keaton. I see the potential, so like yeah. I, I I know what the character can be, and 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 I completely agree with you with the fact that like Adam Warlock's supposed to be like one of the most powerful characters that there is, and, yeah. and he, he's he's even like a huge part of the the Infinity Saga. They just didn't include it in in the MCU, but no. but. I I see the potential and and I can see him being kind of like one of the the headliners for the MCU, oh, yeah. um, if they if they treat it right and they do it right. But I don't know. I just see a lot of problems with the MCU in general. But the movie I mean, awesome. That... I like them in the movie. Yeah, and if you haven't seen Meet the Millers, that's also like the first time I oh, ever yeah. think I put my eyes on him. Uh, so he was obviously like that's a great story of your kissing Jennifer it's Aniston. Sadakis, a... Jennifer Aniston, <laughs> yeah. But that whole scene of him making out with Jennifer Aniston and that other girl, it's just like per- cinema perfection. <laughs> uh, but yeah. well, we got one character out what of the way. That was, that was one of my big, that's one of my big criticisms of this movie. So I'm glad we got that one out of the way because that was just a... Uh... I liked him. Not as Adam Warlock. I mean, not not not. We just had this whole discussion, Ro. <laughs> like... I'm just saying, I liked this Adam Warlock. Okay, mostly because I saw the potential, and he was a kind of like a good change of tone. No, I mean for a lot of it too. Yeah, and he's really tall, and like you know, one thing about James Gunn, he says that he likes to surround himself with giants. So I think all these actors, you know, they're like six two, six four. Uh, so that's another reason why he probably cast them. Is like, oh, you're tall and beautiful, so let me climb on you. I mean, let me let me hire you. I mean. <laughs> I mean <yeah. laughs> 
Can I mean, be my wife. Can be my wife. <laughs> oh my god! How do you feel and my about brother, him? Who, who's in every movie? How do you feel about everything his, I do? His brother, I don't mind, but how do you feel about his wife showing up in almost every single one of his like works? Now it's kind of a little also, bit getting a little bit too much. Relevant. Also, yeah. relevant. like a good-looking I, woman, but it's like oh, it doesn't really bring anything like super crazy to the movie. And then by this point, you just kind of know who she is, so you're like, ah, come on, like. But you know what I mean? <laughs> this, this is this is James Gundel, right? Like half the people that are in this movie are in other ones of her move, like his movies, like Suicide Squad, oh, like yeah. crazy. Like he doubles up <laughs> a lot of the actors, and so like you know, it's it's expected Michael of him. Rooker. So we, we 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 can't be mad at him for having his wife in there too. He might as well just have like no. everybody he knows, I, like Because yeah. I would say, pull up his filmography and tell me one movie from him that you haven't liked. And I know a lot of them are superhero, oh, yeah. but it's like i feel like he has a great track record so there's nothing that tells me i should doubt this man man i think his creativity Dude. is just on that level of what we want and i say i think suicide squad might actually be my favorite movie of his and i only say that right. because it's because it's so violent and it's so freaking funny uh so those two <laughs> things combined just make perfection for me <laughs> But since we're on the topic, I mean, Sean Gunn, like his brother, I think is one of the, the best things that happen to these movies because mm-hmm. like not only is obviously he doesn't even have to be the brother, but just like based on him being a, a freaking great actor. But I also through like, again, going back and looking at like uh, Easter eggs and a bunch of the insider stuff for the movie. Like I didn't realize that he actually does play rocket for the cast like he yeah. Just yeah. gets on his knees he gets down and he's the one yeah. acting out so that the actors have something to look at and i'm like dude that's freaking awesome because i mean he doesn't have to do that like you've seen in other movies they'll use like puppets or something else or some like you know freaking assistant in the background and, and you know he's just so into it and not to mention his um his role is crackling like probably one of the better developed like characters in the Guardians of the Galaxy, and obviously by the end of the movie, you see him shine like pretty good. So, but I still yeah. think it's funny that he struggles with that arrow so much. Like when Adam <laughs> Warlock shows up, and he's like, "All right, my time to shine," and he like gets this arrow. He's like, "Ready?" And then he starts. <laughs> the, the arrow smacks him sideways. Um, yeah, yeah, who did that? Who threw that thing? <laughs> Howard. I don't know, he or calls that, him the, like, coward or something. <laughs> or that whole thing he had with the dog, like, you know, take it back. Cosmo. I'm not a bad dog. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not a bad dog. Bad dog. <laughs> that was one of oh, the best dude. things in the whole movie. Yeah. Dude, I, I love her projection, too. Do you know who she, who she is? The actress? The no. voice actress? Yeah. No. She, she She's the girl that was in the, the Borat movie as his daughter. Oh, that's right. Huh. That's right. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I yeah, yeah, yeah. And obviously, she did awesome there. But so, so she's been start, started to be cast in other things. But yeah, like I, 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 that's another one that I that I love, like how she's developed and and kind of like the potential that I see there, and 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 just how I don't know. I, I think everyone in this movie is cast like almost perfectly. Like there, there's almost no changes I would do in any of the casting. Yeah. No, well, no, it's it's yeah, no, that's it. cool. Yeah, because that's another yeah. crazy thing. He's able to bring some of these characters, like I don't know how much we'll talk about Cosmo, but Cosmo's great, and then they have the duck all over again, and we don't even make a big deal out of him anymore. Like we, we see him <laughs> playing cars, and it's just like he's part of the Howard whole the duck. Howard the duck, he's part of the MCU, so we don't even really focus too much on him. But it's just so crazy that he can do these things and we don't even really focus on it because there's just a larger story happening. Yeah. But oh, not Cosmo oh, oh, oh. Cosmo Yeah. Cosmo's like oh, such I, a pivotal role in this one though. Yeah, yeah, like especially, yeah, yeah. Or, or, or how about the fact that like nobody even cares or brings up the fact that 
Uh, Sylvester Stallone is in this movie. Oh, that's another one. Like, it's yeah. whatever. Uh, yeah, it's okay. he, he's just like uh, like a character actor in, in this movie, and it's Sylvester Stallone. I know like, Miley. Like yeah. Oscar winning Sylvester Stallone. I, I know okay. Miley Cyrus is the voice for the head robot that was floating around, the Ravager robot, but I guess in this movie she, she didn't come back. But yeah. yeah, she only did it on that end credit scene for the the one thing. But uh, no, I mean, I Cosmo, like, again, that's an, another one that I don't want to, like, not talk about, because, like, again, obviously she's still a dog, but she's an awesome yeah. telepathic dog, and she's Cause, such cause, a good girl. Because we love dogs. Ro was like, you're a bad dog, dog. Yeah, I know, and I'm just like, dude, no, but I thought that was so funny, because like, dude, like, if you ever call your dog a bad dog, like, they even look at you like that, like, they're like, like, why do you hate me? <laughs> like, why do you hate me? And I don't know. But again, I know we're always obviously jumping all over the place with this one. But it's just like, yeah, at the very end, man, it, it's her whole, like, it's whole reaffirming her or saying, like, you are a good dog. It's what makes her stronger. And it's just like, I mean, she does, like, it's pretty impressive what she does. Not only when Mantis helps her out at one point, right? But, yeah. like, she's able to bridge the freaking... um Nowhere, like the, nowhere, the freaking, yeah. they go ahead, and then the, the ship, uh, the freaking dude ship together, so that everybody can escape. Like that was a whole dog, man. And telekinesis. Oh, that's that's yeah. crazy. Like who else did that? The whole movie, no one. Like <laughs> so, we don't need to talk about Cosmo anymore. But she's like such a good girl. Such a good yeah. Girl. I don't. I don't know if we're gonna go like character by character, but the one surprisingly that I want to just right away highlight is uh, I think Mantis. Dude, she like mm-hmm. has grown on me from a character that. When I saw her design or I saw what she was possibly could do, I didn't think there could be much that this character could bring to the team. But she was awesome throughout this whole movie. I like the way she's portrayed, especially if you haven't seen the new Mission Impossible Reckoning Part 1. She's awesome in that movie. So it's just like if you're able to disconnect her from Mantis, it's kind of crazy. It's just a transformation because in both of these movies, these characters can be very deadly. Um, Mantis is freaking awesome, though. I like everything that she did. The way she just manipulates your emotions or can tell people like, hey, all of a sudden, like, you have a crush on this guy. <laughs> so like, you know, <laughs> and she's like, Drax is like, I guess that's not the first time they do this. It's kind of like, it just brought so much laughter to me. And I think that's, it's, it's so for you guys, uh, for listeners or anyone else that doesn't know this, but it, maybe if you watched Guardians uh, Volume 3, you didn't realize that her and Peter were like siblings. That happened oh, yeah, on the, special. That, that happened on the Christmas special that Disney released, which is, you know, it's, it's nothing crazy, but it's really fun. And, and you know, they, they kidnap Kevin Bacon. They abduct him. <laughs> and then in there, too, she, Mantis ultimately does basically confess to Peter that they are siblings because of ego. And uh, I don't know. It's great. Like, they yeah. have yeah. siblings. Yeah. But it, but it's like one of those things. It makes too, sense. I think for this. Yeah. And yeah. And for this movie, it adds. I mean, like, we haven't mentioned it enough because I don't think we've actually, like, sat here enough and been like one of the reasons why Guardians is, works so well is because it is that like they started as a group of misfits and then they they became a family right not just because Vin Diesel's in it but like they became a family <laughs> oh God, yeah, <laughs> and, and, and the whole journey through all of it is just like them being stronger getting closer together and like you said Carlos like Mantis and freaking Drax at this point have like such a like fun connection like the love hate insults and and kind of you know just all this stuff it's just so good to kind of see that not only like by blood relation but all these characters in general like so yeah. close at this point but i think with mantis is just funny because every time like you look at her in the background she's doing something goofy she's the one that when they were in the spacesuits she's kind of like running like a dog like in the moon <laughs> like they're, they're like tumbling around like she like i don't know she, she they kind of play her as a ditz but you know she's super strong and yeah, you know smart, obviously really smart yeah, yeah. wisdom yeah, she has a lot of wisdom 
Uh, dude, dude, and, and, and to contrast all of that, the the one character I didn't like was Stupid Gamora. No, no, oh, I, I, I just didn't. I didn't like her. Like I, I, yeah. I, I, I didn't like what they did, and and like how the character is now. Well, he was. It wasn't his decision, though. Camera, you know. But that kind of sucks. But you know, even though I don't disagree with you, I do understand both Star Lord and her where they're coming from. Where she's like, "Hey, that yeah. was not me. You fell for." And then the whole thing of like, here's Star Lord seeing the woman he fell for. Like, technically a lie, but not really. So it's just that I wouldn't want to be in that situation at all. <laughs> oh no, yeah, no, I, I completely understand. But it, like, I don't know. I, I, I don't like. I don't know. I guess I just don't like you, this version of Gamora. No. You know who plays it, with it, that it, idea? You know who plays with that idea, Ramon, that Ro wouldn't know? Rick and Morty. This whole idea that you can yeah. just move to another dimension and your new family members will be there. You just kind of act like normal. And it's like, dude, no, like they're but, not your real family. It's crazy. See, my understanding was that they still had the same potential, right? But it's just because she's like a, a past different dimension version of herself, but it's still more of like because she's in the past. Of where she left off with the the other one, like so. I don't I don't know because even rewatching this movie, of course, Raul, like I completely agree. I think, and if anything, I was since I was just talking about like family and how they're like so close and everything. That's what sucked the most. She was a huge part of the first two movies, and that whole them falling in love was probably one of the best like parts about the first two. Is that like the connection between Peter and and Gamora, and then to kind of see that be completely gone in that last movie, it's kind of sucked. And even by the end of the movie, there was a little bit more understanding, right? Like, I think yeah. when they were all doing that group hug, she's still kind of in the background, like, smiling. Yeah. But then she just walks away. And it's just like, it sucks. Like, you know, like, the best that we got is that she finally got to understand group when he was talking to her. Yeah. And it's just like, I don't know. It's just, yeah, they kind of <laughs> almost, like, faced her out. And it sucks that she was so pivotal to Peter's development. Um, but I don't know. Maybe this just means better things for Peter when they do more things with him in the future, you know? Yeah, so 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 I I guess my my main thing is so so like in Guardians one, um, she 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 kind of had the, the the attitude and and all that stuff, um, and that that part's kind of normal still in in this movie, um, but but then she kind of she needed them, but she wasn't like that to Nebula, and then mm-hmm. in this movie she's still kind of like a dick to Nebula, and then she's so like adversarial to Quill. And mm-hmm. and and yes, like she she like repelled him, but she wasn't adversarial. She wasn't like besides when she was trying to capture him. Uh, yeah, but then like yeah. after when they were working together, like in this movie when they were working together, she was still super like aggressive against him. Where whereas in the first movie she wasn't. So I don't I don't know. It, it just I, like it, it, I feel like it should follow the same path, I, but it's not. Okay, so this is where, like, you know, I'm going to bring something really into this. It's not doesn't have to do with Guardians, but there's a movie with Channing Tatum and I think Rachel Adams where she loses her memory and they were married and he has to, like, make, oh, her, yeah. fall, make her fall in love with him again. But it's very hard for her because at this point, she understands that she was married to this man but can't fall in love because everybody keeps telling me, telling, telling her, like, this is your husband, this is your husband, you got to love him, you got to love him. So I think it's the same thing, man, the fact that, People keep telling Gamora like you and him were a thing that it makes it very hard for her to like consider like a like a reality. So she keeps rejecting it. I did see mm-hmm. hints throughout the movie that she kept kind of seeing things about him that 
she couldn't believe why she fell in love with him. Like the fact of how she was tricking that one girl and then all these action scenes and all these moves he was putting, like jumping out of the ship and then setting the self-destruct. And it's like, she kept like, being impressed by him that I do believe she was like, fuck, like this is why I fell yeah. in love with this man. <laughs> yeah. He should have taken a freaking page from freaking Adam Sandler and 51st States. Make a videotape. Make a videotape. That's yeah. always gonna work for you, buddy. Uh no no no, but yeah, like I, I do think it's funny that Peter was always like, Did that look cool? That I look cool doing that. And I think part of that too is just like that he's always still kind of trying to impress not only everybody, but like, you know, Gamora <laughs> in there. And yeah, like even Gamora does ask him at one point towards the end, right? It's like, Well, tell me like were we good together or something like that, right? Along the lines of like you know how were we together and he's like we were awesome like you know like or we were like amazing or something to that level mm -hmm. uh so yeah you could totally tell that if you put them in another movie together they probably would have fallen in love again yeah. um but yeah it kind of does suck at least for everybody else being pretty close and and having an extra thing to their bonding and then she's the only one that's still kind of on the side yeah. but she does have her family though like the ravagers yeah. that's her new family at this point mm -hmm. so good for her good, uh Dude, with Nebula, I always find it super hard to disconnect Nebula from the real actor because if you see like the um, Jumanji Karen new Gillen? movies, it's just like I don't know, man. Like she does such an amazing Karen, job. She's so different, though. She's so good. Dude. She's so freaking good as Nebula, and like I just can't, like yeah. I cannot imagine this person playing Nebula. But I think Nebula has some of the best arc in the whole series too, from being like straight up bad guy in the first one to the second one becoming one of the good guys and then in this one she's almost like the new she becomes some well she doesn't become the a new leader of the guardians of the galaxy but yeah she's a caretaker of the whole community so i just think it's awesome i will say the worst line in this movie is the line when you know she's seen some of the things that were being done to rocket and she's like oh that's even worse than what thanos did to me and i'm like dude that is complete bs they should have dropped that that thanos literally took everybody apart from you and replaced it like there's no way that suffering had to it's worse than you suffering for like 20 years of this bad guy doing all these terrible things and all of those things were being done on her because she kept losing the gamora so i don't like that line i think that line should be dropped from that 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 movie completely and they would make the movie a lot better because i just hate hearing that line i mean there was yeah, that yeah, graphic yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, because it's kind of minimizing her trauma part of it yeah. too. Because she she's obviously traumatized by by what, oh, what yeah. her dad did, um, because it's years and years and years and decades <laughs> of, of of this trauma of like constantly losing to Gamora, and then constantly like not being good enough, and then constantly like painfully having your body parts replaced <laughs> to uh, until you're like cybernetic and 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 have all these different things, and then like at the end of it, kind of like killing him off and all that stuff and then trying to like formulate this family or whatever but then like yes rock what rocket went through is is messed up and it's traumatic in its own right but that doesn't mean that what she went through isn't as traumatic or possibly more traumatic and and, yeah. and her saying in it like i completely agree with you that 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 she's kind of minimizing her trauma that she went through and i don't yeah. think that she should no, no yeah or i don't think somebody in that situation would yeah. 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 No, one for sure. She definitely stepped it up with being like the caretaker. Because even from the first scene to like almost the very end, when she decides to stay in nowhere and just basically, you know, bring everyone or be the, the refuge holder for everybody and kind of help the kids and everyone else. But yeah, like even just going back to that scene where like Thanos had her like in pieces, remember? Like she was like, yeah, I don't even know what movie that was. Yeah. Like, 
Damn, Endgame, like, you know, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'll have to rewatch them all again. But yes. Yeah, I mean, the, the, even just that scene by itself is very, like, so much more intense than what happened to Rocket, which I'm sure some of you guys are probably upset that we haven't even talked about the Rock story. Ooh, just because yeah. we're trying to avoid <laughs> you know, when they talk about it. I, yeah, I'm sure we're going to spend a good amount of time talking about it. Yeah, but like, um, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, if, yeah, I mean, if, because if we're there, man, like take it away. But yeah. I just want to say, like Bradley Cooper, this should be one of his <laughs> highest performance that people should talk about. And I don't think anybody talks about it. Sadly, I don't think people associate Bradley Cooper with this act, with this role. And it's a uh, dude. He he does an amazing job. Like it's just like he brings so much to it. Mm. I remember at the time, I think even Jim Carrey was being considered for the voice of Rocket. Thank God it went to Bradley Cooper. Did Bradley Cooper seriously? I have liked that actor ever since like Nip Tuck, going all the way back to like. Early two thousand, yeah. he was the name Tuck. Yeah, he was in the Tuck, and um, you know, I don't uh, remember. Yeah, but he's a great character. But uh, Ramon, if you want to start that conversation of good rock, yeah, I mean, this is this is why I love this movie. But no, I mean, like <laughs> going back to where we started, like almost in the very beginning, like after the Adam Warlock uh, attack, and right away, obviously, when Rocky gets injured, you start seeing these flashbacks, right? And then this is the first time. In the, the the all the Guardians of the Galaxy movie that we finally get a glimpse of what he's always talking about and what he's always struggling with, right? Because in every movie he talks about this like he he's on denial of him being a raccoon. Number one, like he says, he doesn't <laughs> think he's a raccoon. <laughs> number two, he always talks about this trauma and, and and things that he just won't like I guess open up about. And you finally just go straight back to those flashbacks that just right away hurt. And probably one of the reasons why this movie is criticized by a lot of people. But it, it, to be honest, like it, it, it works and it does such a good job for it, right? It, it puts them back with the freaking, oh my God, the high evolutionary. As a little raccoon, it's a little baby raccoon. And, and clearly the high evolutionary has this purpose to play with these species and make them into higher like intelligence species of like animals and he's trying to go for perfection and and at one point we find out he's actually trying to replicate earth because he fell in love with earth one time he was down there so not only does he have a lot of these animals from earth but then he ultimately makes counter earth which is just a copy <laughs> and yeah you see the sad story like rocket is a little like pup or whatever you call little baby raccoons and right away you know he's experimented on you you meet his friends and I don't know, it's just it's just one of the saddest stories because you know what's going to happen, right? Like with with all these things about like labs and testing facilities for these animals and, and animal experimentation, like you know where it's going, and it is probably cringeworthy for half the people and probably a trigger for a lot of people. But it, it's like that's Rocket's story, and you can't take it away. Um, I, I loved it. I mean, I, I loved a lot of it. It's really sad. I think my favorite part about that story is seeing him grow with his friends because you needed that connection, right? You really needed him to be attached to something for him to then become so vengeful, I guess. I'm not, I'm not vengeful. I guess he's angry a lot of the time. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. he's Rocket Raccoon for a reason. He's always trying to, like, make things to kill things or make things to blow things up. And, well, I mean, maybe not kill things because he's beyond that because he's a guardian. But I don't know. I just, I love that story. Obviously, you know, it goes to shit with the high evolutionary realizes that he's way smarter than he is kind of in a sense or, like, he's able to, like, think in, in ways that none of his other creations do. And, yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah. I Dude, yeah, and 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 the the other thing too with with the fact that he never like he always fights back against people calling him raccoon because uh in, in that that first flashback he also brings up um um like when he goes into the cage I think he asks like what what is he or something like that because he doesn't know like what he is 
Um, and, and then, and then, like the like the other animals show up, kind of like with their with the like mechanical appendages and stuff like that. Um, and, and they're like they're his first friends or whatever. But like he he also kind of has his identity crisis because he like he doesn't know who he is. He because he, he wasn't really like, born and grew up anything like that. He was kind of like made in a way. So 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 he's not really a raccoon because he was a creation of the high evolutionary. And, and and he's kind of like stuck in the place where he has no identity. He, um, he doesn't know who he is. He has all this trauma, and I think he forgot a lot of it too. Uh, yeah. And 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 he he just kind of fights back against being attached to people because he was so hurt by what happened to his friends too. That that it, it just it, it's it's one of those things that like once you feel that kind of loss, like you you never want to feel it again. So he doesn't want to get attached to people again. No, That's I think why that's part- been group forever. No, I think that part where he did find out what kind of species he he was was truly funny because it's like the whole idea, like yeah. you've been fighting for this argument and then you find find out all along you you've been wrong and you're like, fuck, like I've been wrong this whole time. <laughs> so, so I didn't think well, it was kind of funny. That. No, well, yeah. luckily to say that to the end of the movie because it wasn't until the very yeah. end that he's like. What? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the only thing I kind of wanted to say is like again, I wouldn't change anything about the story because I think the movie is very well done. But I think it would have been cool if we had found out that maybe, let's say, the bunny, because I think the bunny was, like, the most creepy-looking one of all the animals. Like, if we had found out that Brown. the bunny really didn't, like, or die or pass away, and then here we are, Rocky Raccoon, like, 10, 15 years later, and now you find out that this bunny has kind of been turned against him because of this whole idea that he left them behind. So I thought that would have been Ooh. kind of cool to see that. But, again, I don't want it. You know, I got, I love what we got, <laughs> so I'm not <laughs> – but I just like this, this whole – like this whole rabbit left kind of like an impact. I mean, the reason why I say that is because I was watching this movie with my wife the second time, and she's like, "You took my daughter to go see this." <laughs> and dude, I swear, like, uh, if we ever get separated, she's gonna use that as an argument against the divorce. <laughs> the idea that I took her, uh, because you know, my daughter's only four, so the idea of her seeing these animals crying and suffering, and then my daughter when she saw this movie on Disney Plus, she right away told my wife, like, that movie's scary. So it's like, oh my God, what did I do to her? Oh. <laughs> Yo. I, I took my like... son to see it too. <laughs> yeah, we were but, but it's like that... Rose. <laughs> No. That's not that's not any scarier. It reminded me a lot of like Toy Story. Like Toy Story had mm-hmm. a lot of those elements of like the creepy forgotten toys that nobody wanted to play with. Like you even had the doll head with the freaking like connects like legs and stuff like that. But even in, in later Toy Stories too, you have like a darker side of these like cute like toys. And I don't know. To me, like that's what I'm saying. Like of course, if you bring real animals into this, it could be very traumatizing <laughs> to some people. Or, but I don't or, know. Or, 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 or maybe it's making it seem that like just because someone is a little different <laughs> I, doesn't mean that they're bad. Yeah, I think how many I think yeah. yeah, and I think Peter was actually applauding this movie for the message it was trying to send. Yeah. Even though even though I do agree that there are some of the other creatures that look more horrible and they're more soldier space, that they were yeah. also kinda technically should have deserved some uh like they, they didn't deserve to be kinda like the way they did, but uh, I guess Yo. you got to pick your poison, right? <laughs> like but, it, but, it, but it's, it's like, I don't know, Rocksteady and Bebop, they do remind yeah. me of Rocksteady and Bebop. <laughs> no, but it's like, how many times in movies do we freaking have human-on-human violence, but, like, then we have a little bit of animal cruelty, and it's, like, so, like, horrific, like, we don't complain when we're having, like, scenes. It's only a little bit of animal it's cruelty. Right, yeah. but when there's, like, people cruelty, no, like, no. cruelty, no one cares. But, no, I mean, that, that story, I mean, just overall, that story made me sad. They love the scene. No, not love the scene. <laughs> I hated the scene when the freaking high uh, evolutionary finally came back 
And he basically is trying to kill Rocket at that point, and then his guards end up killing his friends. But that's when Rocket snaps, and then when he technically becomes the Rocket we know, because yes, number one, he goes and freaking who well, he goes and scratches his freaking face mm-hmm. off, and later we find out that's why the High Evolutionary has that weird like pull yeah, stretch back face, like yeah. mask that, on that Robocop. <laughs> yeah, that ro- yeah. <laughs> Robocop. <laughs> but but then you see his first like interaction with the gun, right? And like that was so cool because this Rocket, come on, this Rocket Raccoon man, he's known for like making these crazy weapons and these like crazy things that he's always shooting. And I don't, I, don't, I mean, that's the best part about him. Like one of the reasons why he's my favorite in the comics is just because he's such a little force to be reckoned with with such big weapons. And yeah, you see a little glimpse of that. Like he just kind of lost it and not obviously he wasn't happy and Dan yeah I don't know but I, th- those flashbacks being kind of sandwiched in this story made me really sad I did hate that it was like an hour and a half before we actually got the real rocket back again because mm-hmm. that's who I want to see again <laughs> being my favorite like character um and yeah well, I think it was until the last hour that rocket finally gets brought back through you yeah. know all these other things we haven't even talked about <laughs> No, dude, I like, like, I really enjoyed some of the staging for this because it's like we just saw Ant Man and I think we were kind of positive on it, maybe a little bit too positive, even though I do feel like I did enjoy it. positive than I was. Hmm. (laughs) But I I do like the fact that a lot of the stages, like, nowhere that was actually like a stage production, like, it was built like a real set. Then you have that one world that they visited where it's uh, technically it's like a living organism. Like, I really love that. Like, super creative. Super creative, they're like super, super creative. This is why, again, I think James Gunn has like a, you know, he's going to do good things with the DC universe. And then I also enjoy Counter, like, it's like, dude, I love that whole idea that even though you're watching this space movie and, you know, they could have easily done like the whole green screen, the whole thing. It's just like so many sets, man. I think that's one of the things that I really even more love about this movie. That it's just like nothing about it feels cheap. It feels expensive. And I like that, you know, like in, in a world where we're paying $22 $22 for a ticket. It's like, yeah, this movie feels like you can see every dollar on screen. And I like that a lot. Damn, what movie theater are you going to? $22 a ticket. <laughs> hey, AMC, man. <laughs> Even IMAX is like 17 bucks. No, I, but like, how'd you guys like the Counter Earth? The Counter Earth was freaking cool. Uh, I like the fact they were selling drugs. And <laughs> oh, <laughs> I was yeah. like, wait, what? No. Well, that was a that was a funny scene because right, this is a, a, and again, if you guys are kind of following through the our randomness with the story, but at this point, they're obviously trying to figure out the code to kind of be able to help Rocket so they could bring him back to life or help uh, save him. But it's like they end up at Counter Earth, and I thought it was like the funniest thing in that first interaction when they get off the ship, and then the little girl <laughs> throws the ball at Drax, and Drax is freaking jolts it. Oh my god, I felt oh, that. Uh, sorry, guys, I can't record this uh, podcast too well because i just keep laughing and crying a little bit no inside. i know yeah no but, i mean I, I no go ahead Ro. no i, I and, and and to to, to backtrack like a tiny bit um with, with rocket i'm glad that they sprinkled in these flashbacks because if they had like a full like oh, like no. straight like 45 minutes of of all this like background all like all this depression it, it would have hit so like so much it, it would have just been like a depression fest and a cry fest for everyone that want to see it. But like, yeah. I feel like they had to sprinkle in like more of the, what's kind of happening with, with some of that humor in, in between like all the depression of, of his flashbacks. Uh, but yeah, it, it, and with the counter earth, like it's, it's, I, I love the fact that they show that like perfection is not something that you're ever going to actually achieve. 
like no matter how how hard you try, it, nothing's ever going to be perfect. Whether it's the 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 gold people or whether it's these animal uh, demi human type people, like there's always going to be problems. And and he keeps trying to like build these perfect creatures, um, yeah. and and Which... even like failing and getting Ninja Turtles. Um, so 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 like it's it's I don't know. I I kind of like the the message saying that like like don't worry about being perfect because nothing's ever going to be perfect. Bro, you mentioned it, but I did think that the gold people, to me, they seem like the most perfection he ever got. So this whole idea that he's looking for perfection, but if you ask me, your golden people are your perfection. So this whole idea that they were even treated like, no, you guys are dumb and I don't want you. And, you know, I can kill you if I want to. Like, I didn't like that about it. But but, but I like, think that's what he said about them. They wasn't he just he didn't he say something about it they were just like too full of themselves or like they're just like too something. arrogant yeah, yeah yeah they became too arrogant yeah he he, when he built them, yeah yeah when when he built them like he he was trying to make them like aesthetically pleasing <laughs> and, and like aesthetically perfect but then they they became like obsessed that 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 they didn't even do their own like work of any kind yeah, so I think you're right, bro. Like, that guy was just never going to be, um, there was never going to be something. Right. Like, like we, we have a friend that's never going to get married because, you know, he is just <laughs> will always find a reason to find an excuse why this woman's not the one. So it's kind of like that, <laughs> you know, the high evolutionary is just, uh, he's always going to find a reason why this species of this new creation, uh, even Rocket, even though Rocket was technically his most perfect creation, he couldn't see that because of the way he looked technically. That's the reason why he rejected him. Um, I did like the, the, the part where they were finally going to confront them and everybody's saying Star Lord is a trap. And he's like, no, it's a standoff because I know it's a trap. So it's <laughs> like face off. <laughs> face off. So, dude, that had to be one of the most funniest, like, best action scenes. The whole, like, him jumping <laughs> too without a plan. Oh, my God. Bravo, Chris Pratt. Bravo. <laughs> one of the best looking scenes, though, is, uh, you know, remember how, like, Peter gives group the guns and he's like here you know what to do with you know these. what to do with them. and then and once they're in there like dude that's an awesome like face off yeah because they were like back to back groups like all the arms all the guns and they're just like i'm waiting for like a nice little statue figure of that because that would be beautiful with Groot and all the arms like sticking out and yeah. man Groot, Groot's someone we haven't talked about because like i know he doesn't say much <laughs> in terms of all that but like you know, given that this is like not the same group that we first started watching the first movie, like it's in his like technically his son, or like it's because it's not, yeah, it's like his son or something a little different. But it's like this group, I like him now. Like he's getting like he's not a baby group. He's not incompetent or too cute. He's actually doing stuff, and not only that, like he's young adult group. Young adult crew, and then you know he's like beefy, like he, you know, he gunslings, he freaking grows wings so he could glide down. <laughs> where he goes, where he goes, kaiju mode. <laughs> oh yeah, kaiju yeah. mode. They're like kaiju. <laughs> I don't know. I think that's another like element of this movie. Like again, especially knowing that it's not the first crew, that it's just still that relationship that he has with everybody, and he's just like, I don't know. I just he he's so good and he's so pleasing to watch. And not to mention that whole thing that they did throughout the movie where, like, Gamora doesn't understand him. And she's like, how can you understand him? And then at the end, she finally understands him. And then at the very end of the movie, we understand him. And I don't know, like, if everyone who, like, is listening to this or every viewer, like, finally, like, like eventually caught that, that he was more so, uh, like, 
James Gunn was trying to tell us that we now finally understand Groot because we spent enough we, we spent yeah. enough time with him or we're family, and it's just like, man, it's just that's another character that you just gotta love because without him, you just don't have these movies. Which I would love if going forward, Ben Diesel just straight up like actually did said sentences and words like I'm done with the I am Groot. Like just have him like speak like sentences, you know, pay that money, pay that man more money, man. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Still, my, my my favorite Groot moment, like I just have to say, in in all of the series, is when when uh, I think in the second one, uh, yeah, when, when they're in ego and then uh, oh. Rocket build the the bomb, he's like I am Groot, I am Groot. <laughs> I am Groot. No, <laughs> baby Groot shouldn't even count because it's just too adorable. It's like ultimate. No matter what, like baby Groot's always gonna be at the very top. But yeah, don't don't count. Yo, but by, by comparison, you remember that scene when he's baby Groot? And he has a whole big dumb in his hands. Like that. How, that's how small he was. He was like this. If you can see, like this big. Like he was holding a thumb, and he was, was like, just like, "No, where did you get that thumb?" <laughs> I don't know. Uh, the, the scene where he's in the spaceship and he's playing the video games and Peter tells him something, he's like, I am Groot. And they're like, whoa, what's your Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Well, even in this movie, he says a sentence that if you go back to like and watch the Honest trailer, which, you know, we had an episode with Lon Harris uh, from Honest Trailers, if you guys oh, yeah. want to hear it. If you hear the Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 Honest trailer, like it's pretty funny. They make a joke that early on he says something and it's like, yeah, he definitely like said, like, give him something sexual or something. Like it was just kind of funny oh, yeah. <laughs> in the beginning. <laughs> uh, oh, uh, yeah, like in the beginning of the movie, uh, he says something about like, uh, to to Mantis, so like, uh, why, <laughs> oh, yeah. why, why don't you touch him and, and make him feel good? <laughs> and, and, I am Groot. Well, I mean, I don't know. And then he looks super awesome as like the King Groot or Alpha Groot, whatever he is at the very yeah. end. And the little thing is like super mm-hmm. beefy, big old crown. Like, ugh. anyways, but I don't know, man. I mean, that's, it, it, uh... it's just an awesome movie overall <laughs> with, with, yeah, I mean... with, with some issues. But but it's it, it's it's not Gunn's fault. It's not the cast's fault. It's nah, mostly nah, nah. Disney's fault. Well, we yeah. didn't talk about a lot. Like, what did you guys like about the what was it called? The Orgoscope, the big old fleshy planet or world where they went to get the code. Oh, that was cool. Like, yeah, that's all. That like, really cool elements. That said, was really cool. Yeah, like yeah. I like the whole Nathan Fillion. <laughs> Nate, yeah, he's awesome, dude. He's uh, he's also one of his like recurring actors. He already cast him as one of the. Green Lanterns in the DC, the new oh, DC yeah. universe. Yeah. Which one? Uh, Guy Gardner? Probably the oldest one, one of them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I like their little the, fleshy well, suits. I, I think the oldest one's Hal Jordan, isn't he? Isn't he the first human Green Lantern? I, I don't have my facts in front of me, but I know he's been cast. <laughs> Raul, Raul's the DC guy. Raul ever, knows ever, since, DC. ever since Raul got out of X, he, saw, he doesn't know anything anymore. <laughs> I don't know. I'm a threads, though. <laughs> I'm on threads too. Come find me, please. <laughs> uh, I don't even know what my thread's name is. <laughs> it's like a number. It's like mine's like five five. It's like almost like Groot. I mean, like this whole Rocket Raccoon is like I have a number on thread. <laughs> uh, uh, other parts still worth mentioning that fight in the tunnel. Super that cool. Was like 
super wanna, cool I, fight. I, I should actually be looking that up on YouTube in 4K because that is like a really, really amazing, wonderful. Because I, I could see people being like, oh, you know, the Guardians, they don't really fight or do anything cool. And this idea, like how they were fighting, though, like it was, fuck, it was freaking awesome. Freaking awesome. Dude, yeah. and, and also like another part, uh, uh, unless you're going to talk about that, this part. Uh, Ramon, because I know you're gonna say something. <laughs> I, was like, gonna, I, I, I was gonna mention sorry. Gamora and her sword was pretty cool. I really like oh, that yeah. scene where she's like slicing awesome. and dancing. Yeah, yeah. 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 Anyways, but, continue. Yeah, but like, yeah, the, the other part that like that like hurt me in the inside, especially as a dad, is, is Drax with those kids. Yeah, and, oh. and, and just the fact that he was awesome with them. Like as yeah. a dad, that that like I felt that to my core. I was like, ah, oh, poor Drax. Like, Yo, I don't know. I just felt so I, much for him. I like the part where, like, Mantis pretty much had a conversation with Nebula, and they're, like, thinking, like, he, like, they're pretty much saying, like, we consider you a dummy, and then she erases it. I'm like, oh, thank God, because that would have <laughs> that would have made me feel bad had he still, like, kept that information. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, we were talking about this, about, like, Dave Bautista being another one of those big, jolly giants that oh, he's God. been so good with kids lately, and he actually does a really good job, because, like, Man, I, even in that M. Night Shyamalan movie, The Knock at the Cabin, was, like he was a second grade, te- so second grade teacher. And so it's like, yes, he wasn't interacting with kids, but he was just like a sweetheart. And for him being like that huge and intimidating oh, and, and this one or, being like the freaking. Yeah. Like Blade uh, Runner yeah. 2049, he's like this giant, yeah. like robot android and you know he's very like soft-spoken and you know he just wants to live like let those androids live guys <laughs> ryan gosling he's killing, he's killing all the androids in this movie too <laughs> do, do you know what movie they should remake with batista which one kindergarten cop oh, oh the, yeah I, yeah I, 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 where's my check can <laughs> i write it for like ten dollars that's all i have in my account right now <laughs> if people haven't seen that movie because i know you know some of you guys younger generation it's a really funny movie with arnold schwarzenegger uh which i should rewatch it with my wife actually <laughs> and don't do it with john cena i like john cena but dave bautista is so much like yeah he's better know. he he, he kind of has like the more like a emotional part of the of the of the parental thing john cena's more of the goofy part and, yeah. and yeah. he's more of the like emotional part um guys yeah. by any chance did you guys you know i know in the beginning we talked about like how nobody dies but i really felt like this was it for star lord and it's kind of funny that i think in all three movies he's always put in a position where like space is the one that's almost gonna like be the end of him and like in this one I really thought it was it. Like, I know if you look at the scene, like, it is a very, like, like seconds, not even seconds, probably, like, even smaller than seconds, which gives you, like, the whole, like, he was able to be saved because technically he wasn't, like, in space for, like, 15 seconds. It was probably, like, five seconds, and then Adam Warlock came and pushed him. But I really thought he was gone, man. Like, I was ready to, like, start crying for him and, you know, like, almost applaud the movie. But I'm not I'm not upset that he didn't pass away, but I did think that was, to me, like, a very highlight of the movie where we almost got the reveal that he could have passed away. I don't know. Well, the, you know how at the end of the movie, they're like, oh, like, the Star-Lord Star will Star return. Lord. Yeah. yeah. But but it's like, I think that's, um, I, I I had read something about, like, James Gunn, even, is, James Gunn is even interested in this, but, like, that story that they want to do with him is more about him, like, assimilating on Earth. So it's like, Star-Lord, as we know it, is going to be a little different if we do get him later on. But I, I feel like, yes, like, for him leaving, like, the group, 
it should have been something like you said, more tragic, him dying, like I don't know. Somebody because dying. Like, because because Rocket that vocal, dying, even just dying, somebody just dying. The, high sister dying. I don't care. Dude, the, the high executioner did not die. Like I get it. Rocket to not kill him was great, right? Like that whole decision for Rocket was just way better than that. Like he, you know, um, that was also such a great like scene because Rocket says, No matter what you did to my friends, no matter what you did to me, no matter how crazy you are, like you don't deserve dying, at least in this moment. I still thought that like our uh Adam Warlock should have killed him. Because, like, freaking yeah. the high evolutionary killed his mother. And I don't think they ever addressed that. Like, I would have been so pissed. Because that's the only reason why he lost his mother was because of the high evolutionary. But instead, no. Like, he didn't die. And, again, if it's still questionable, I think James Gunn also confirmed that. That he is alive. Because they did walk out with him, like, in that scene where all the animals and everyone's, like, jumping to nowhere. Um, yeah. But anyways. Yes, bro. <laughs> <laughs> do, do you know the one scene that I think would have worked, like, really well? And it would have had, like, a big, like, like punch or, or like, impact into the movie? Is mm. if they would have had, like... Or even, even kind of like a post credit scene or, like, like, a, like, I don't know, like a deleted scene somewhere. It better be a deleted scene somewhere. <laughs> of, of having Adam Warlock being breastfed by, by his mother. Oh, whoa. Like, Home, not Homelander. Thing, but just like, Slow down, Homelander. <laughs> 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 no, no, because I don't know. I, I feel like, like it would fit these characters very well. And it's kind of like a little bit of a shocker type of thing. I don't but, know. But, but, but is it like necessary or more of a Raul like I think it would have worked well in this movie. Mm, yeah. I mean, yes, <laughs> but do we need it? Just just putting it out there. Am I into you know, it? Maybe, but like do we need it? Now I kinda do, bro. I'll, get on I'll, it. Send, I'll send you a, a cut from uh this website, uh Pornhub. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mean them they 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 actually showing anything, but just like gesture at it or put it in an angle that you can't see it. But it's implied that he's breastfeeding or something. I don't know. Yeah. I, I just think it fits because he's like a kid but like an adult. I, I, kid. I'm gonna destroy my check I gave you for kindergarten. <laughs> right. <now. laughs> Oh, wait, wait. <laughs> Actually, I, I do remember. We were talking about kids. That's another thing, another criticism of mine. And this, I, I wanted to get this out because we need more criticisms for this movie, right? Uh, I, I wasn't appreciating that Disney was throwing kids a lot into these movies. Like in the last Thor movie, too, they had all mm -hmm. that scene where the freaking kids given Thor powers and they're all fighting. And it just kind of diminishes the whole thing. Like, I get it. But at the same time, we already have the freaking animals struggling. I mean, not struggling, the animals suffering right so why do we need kids suffering like do we need both like isn't that like, a little bit of overkill like i think a little... that i think one of the girls which is kind of funny in thor the four movie his daughter uh crimson's daughter i think was love and then in this movie one oh, yeah. of the girls i think it's also like one of the the main actress's daughter i don't know if it's nebula or um or um mantis but one the little girl is somebody's daughter so it's kind of funny this like dude stop putting like your daughter, your kids in these movies, <laughs> like I, stop doing that. Yeah, in 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 uh, Endgame, the the kids that that, that asked for Hulk's autograph were were one of the Russo brothers is like niece and nephew or kids or something like that too. 
Yeah. See, that's just it's just a thing that's like I don't I don't think I, I guess maybe it's just Disney's influence, but it's like uh, we don't need that to like sell tickets, like we don't need that to like make us like these movies. Like we already have enough. And yeah, I get it. Absolutely, like save the children. <laughs> that, that's not the point. The point is just like I, I think I keep thinking of that last scene where they're all escaping into nowhere, and not only do you have the Jumanji scene but at the end, but mm-hmm. it's like this is the whole idea of you're saving everybody, you're saving the kids, you're saving the bad guys who were working for the high executioner you hate you're saving the high executioner already the high evolutionary you hate you're saving him <laughs> already too like it's like i don't know it's just it seems like a super happy go lucky happy ending for everybody nobody's dead all right go yeah. us <laughs> like well, well you made me think of like thor ragnar thor 4 even though i'm the one that brought it up dude and i don't know if i'm ever gonna forgive uh, taika waititi for uh you know freaking not doing more with christian bale christian like it's bale. still so it's like just Thank God this movie is making this whole Marvel thing work. Because if it wasn't for this movie, they're like, yeah, like, I'm, I'm just like you guys. I think Disney right now is really trying to figure out, like, let's have an Avengers Secret Wars. Let's bring everybody. Let's make all this money. And let's just blow it up. Blow it up. Bring the X-Men. Start all over again. New Iron Man. New this. Because it's not working, man. Some of these ideas, some of these characters that they're introducing. I got a feeling the Miss Marvel new movies are not going to do well. But I could be wrong on that. But the Marvels? They're, they're already saying that they're giving all the IMAX screens to Dune Part 2. So it's just like, I feel like that movie is going to be the one that's going to really make them think, like, okay, we need to just, like, move this thing ahead and start all over. I just don't get why there can't be a sector of Disney that can do like harder topics and like more serious content that's not like always catered for families. Because I'm not, I'm not saying superheroes shouldn't be for everybody. They should because we yeah. grew into superheroes when we were kids, right? But also, my superheroes growing up were still the same dark, crazy ones that were in the comics because that's where I got my content was from comics, comic book cards, like animated series that even then still had a lot of violence. And again, doesn't have to be violent but this is the whole idea of that we don't have to cater to a family the whole time and the only reason why i say that is because like yeah there's there's such things as making these great movies but then you throw these elements and you're like ah but was that necessary no we're just trying to make extra money and it just sucks is that that was just another little baby criticism of mine why not like deadpool 3 is going to be the first like r-rated technically still under the disney but maybe they could be pushing under still fox i don't know what part of fox they can still push uh but i know that's going to be like the one that maybe they'll be like yeah we should be making more of these like r-rated if it's going to make a billion dollars every every time and because uh yeah, like, you know, if you go to another part of, parts of the world, like, Disney Plus is where you go see your Predator movie. Like, it's crazy. Like, it's just America that for some reason they're, like, protecting us. Like, stop protecting us. We're the ones that everybody's so pro-gun and violence. Like, dude, stop. We're stop just doing sadistic, that. <laughs> sadistic, hateful. <laughs> yeah. I know. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know. We, 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 we watch The Boys. We saw We watch Invincible. Yeah. I watch all these adult-themed yeah. superhero things. So. Yeah. But so from one- yeah, no, go ahead. Well, I was going to say one of my last questions, because I know we're getting towards the end of this. What do you guys think of the end credit scene of the, the new Guardians? Because uh-huh. that was fun, mm-hmm. which in the, it's <laughs> funny in a movie that we're talking about, like, you know, kind of the shame of like animal cruelty. We go to killing more animals. <laughs> when yeah. All those like rabbits or whatever they are. That come to <laughs> yeah. And they even, they even said, like, technically, we got to do it to save the people. But... <laughs> But but it's yeah. it's funny because I did not know what was going on. All the people in the background, like the villagers, are like, crying and freaking out and <laughs> stressing out. And they just I, like just having a conversation about music and what's their favorite yeah. song. And I I guess I would have liked it if like 
Groot and Rocket Raccoon had just gotten off on their own, almost like in the beginning when we found them, it was just them too. This whole new Guardians, like I hope that kind of breaks up and you know when we do see them like something happened and they're no longer together because i i don't love it <laughs> i gotta say I, I just don't really love it it's I, a weird combination it's it's gonna be hard for anybody to follow up james gunn and, and yeah. do well with it well i hope they don't do anything with guardians right away like they can leave guardians alone and not touch it just leave yeah. it as is maybe a few like 10 years down the line they can make something different but yeah, know. yeah, they could probably include like a character or two or sporadically yeah. in in the rest of the MCU. I yeah. do want to say like at the not the, the end credits, you know, but the last scene where they play that dog that song. Um, you know, I do every time that I watch it, it makes me really like emotional and makes me want to cry. I don't know why, but all the dog face are over. By yeah, like just because it's yeah. it's like they're they're all dancing. It's just such a happy moment that it makes me feel like I'm there, like I'm in the background. And I'm also dancing. So like, if I had to like yeah. say my last comments, it would be like I felt like when I'm watching it, I'm one of those background actors just having a blast and laughing and I'm celebrating and, and yeah. And, and Drax, who was always talking crap about not being a dancer, and yeah. there's the two type of people: those who dance and those who don't dance. <laughs> Yeah, and his wife. Yeah, she wouldn't even that. tap a toe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's so true. <laughs> she wouldn't even tap a toe. She's what made him love her. Oh God! All right, well, that's that, that's it, man. I can't get better than that, bro. <laughs> I right, can't guys, talk well, to you more. <laughs> well, I'll talk to you guys. I'll talk to you later. Have a good night. Hope everybody's Peace. still listening. Bye.